0: How to Get Apologetics in Your Church, an Apologetics 315 ebook and podcast. Four Lessons for the Apologetics Small Group by Randall Chase. When I speak on the topic of apologetics and designing an apologetics program, I always try to implement a few key foundations that the student can take away with them. The four keys that I have seen to be most successful are 1. Relationship building, 2. Don't speak beyond your knowledge base, 3. Always be willing to learn, and 4. Listen first, respond second. Point 1. Remember true relationship building is going to have the greatest lasting impact. Meaning that it's not about how well you argue a point if the person that you're speaking to doesn't respect you as an individual enough to receive what you're saying. While you may get the point across, chances are he will not develop a lasting life-altering outcome. The old saying, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, holds true even in the world of apologetics. This is the case, too, in the event of large debates, where two speakers are standing in front of an audience. The two speakers must have enough respect for one another to remain calm and collected, otherwise it simply becomes an argument. Not much is usually gained through simple argument. Point 2. Don't speak beyond your knowledge base. Nothing kills an argument or discussion quicker than when you throw out a piece of information that you simply looked up online or pulled up from a blog and you can't verify it and never make something up. There is nothing wrong with the saying I don't know but I'll find out and get back to you. This not only builds your credibility as a researcher but it also reopens the door for follow-up conversations. Just remember that true research requires honest research. The following quote speaks volumes. Quote, One of the most disastrous illusions of the Internet age is that an amateur, plus Google, is equivalent to a scholar. A search engine offers information more or less relevant according to the skill of the searcher, but it does not sift that information, it does not sort fact from fancy, wheat from chaff. A bright amateur armed with the Internet may at best be better informed than he would otherwise have been, and he may occasionally catch a real scholar in a factual error. But it will not turn him into a scholar himself. There is no such thing as effortless erudition. Dr. Timothy McGrew. Point three: Always be willing to learn. There is a great need for learning and growing in the field of apologetics before you ever get to the point that you can share what you have learned with others. You need to grow in your personal understanding of the truth claims in Scripture. Partly because, at this point, most aren't on the level of public debating, but rather, we're just beginning to understand what it means to teach and how to organize an apologetics program. Everyone has to start somewhere, from C.S. Lewis, William Lane Craig, Ravi Zacharias, even Thomas Aquinas. They all began learning and growing at some point in their relationship with God, and likewise, they all started attaining to be better educated and more learned in apologetics. The goal isn't to be a better arguer but rather the goal is to first grow more in our personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Then with this, we can share the truth. We see clearly that Jesus calls us to love him with our entire mind. When he was talking to an expert in the law in Luke, one can see that there is just as much importance placed on loving God with his heart as there is with loving him with his mind. Here's a quote from Luke 10:25 through 29. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. If your ultimate goal is simply to learn how to debate well and win an argument, There's other classes for that. This class should be the edifying and building up of fellow believers with the encouragement of the Holy Spirit within our life and eventually to share the truth of the gospel with those around us. Each person has a different reason for desiring to grow apologetically. My personal desire was to be able to build up and edify in the mission field. Now understand, mission fields are not always some far-off overseas place, but they may be your neighborhood, school, or place of business. Start in your own backyard. This is where God calls us first. It is our Jerusalem, as in the reference to Acts 1.8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Point four. Listen first, respond second. Understand that when you do learn about your faith, and the faith of others, that you are maintaining a solid grasp on truth. This type of training isn't done so you can dominate the debate. Remember the key is compassion. When you speak to someone of a different faith or lack thereof, you must make sure they see first your compassion, and then they are more likely to hear you. You must also learn the art of listening. This is one of the greatest lost art forms. So often if you watch debates with others or listen to conversations, people are so focused on getting their point out that they neglect to listen and respond to others' concerns. This will immediately put you a leg up if you are willing to listen before you respond and then respond appropriately to the concerns laid out before you. Sometimes it just takes a person verbalizing a concern or hurt they have had to begin a healing process for them, or you have to help them understand the truth. Along with this, know that when you do present something that is different from what they have thought and believed, it may come as a shock to them. Oftentimes, when I am speaking on the subject of the historicity of Christ, I am met with disdain and repugnance. Once I am able to clearly elucidate the truth of the historical claims to Christ, I am met with positive questions rather than smart retorts. Remember, above all else, you are representing Christ in all things. Therefore, do not get sucked into the trap of the quips and snide comebacks. These will shut the open mind of the genuine seeker quicker than anything. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Ephesians 4.2 You can change the mind quickly, but changing the heart takes time.